Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtless. The show is heard on WBCQ The Planet every Monday and Thursday evening, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also get it on our Podomatic page, uh, podomatic.com, and just put in Camp Constitution. And we occasionally upload these shows to YouTube, um, uh, so we do encourage you to visit our YouTube channel, Camp Constitution, on YouTube, and subscribe. This show was brought to you by Camp Constitution, which, among other things, runs a week-long family camp. And our camp is coming up very, very soon, just uh, next week. And uh, we're full. We don't have any room. We do have a a waiting list in case we get a a cancellation or two. Uh, So if you're interested, visit the website campconstitution.net, and where it says uh, or it mentions our camp, you can uh, just get on our waiting list. So, so we've, we, this is a, uh, in a way, it's a good thing that we have a full house, uh, but it's too bad that we have to turn some people away. So we're, uh, we are contemplating uh, either a, a second week-long camp in the summer, but it won't be back-to-back. It's a little bit too much for uh, our staff since we're all volunteers with the exception of myself, who's the only full-time person. Or maybe we'll do a, a weekend uh, camp, uh, which would be easy to do. So we'll have to put it in prayer and see what uh, what happens. But we're excited about it. And we do uh, videotape our events at camp, some of the, of the classes and some of the recreational activities and other events at the camp. So, And you can visit our YouTube channel and look at what we did over the last, I think, since 2011, I think we've been uploading on YouTube, but you can um, see what we did last year. Um, anyway, again, our, our, our website is campconstitution.net. Well, it's another week and uh, more of this uh, communist cancel culture. And let's, I think we need to call it what it is. It's not progressive. It's not liberal. It's communist. Communists are trying to erase our great history. That's what they do when they take over a country. They erase the history. And that's what we see here. But actually, before I do that, I I do like to talk about our recent trip up to the county. Uh, Reverend Kraft and I uh, journeyed up to beautiful Arista County. And we had a few speaking engagements. We got a chance to, uh, we also were, we're hosted by uh, a church in Fort Fairfield, a Pentecostal church up there. They put us up at a nice uh, meeting, uh, not a meeting room, but they had a nice, uh, some sort of guest rooms. And we got a chance to speak at their Wednesday service, as well as a Thursday morning Bible study in Caribou. And we hosted uh, two events, one in Madawaska at the bakery on Main, where Reverend Kraft talked about uh, critical race theory, or he calls it crazy racist racial trash is what it really is. And then we hosted the showing of Roe v. Wade in Holton, which is where in Route 95, I-95, the northern terminal. And we had a good turnout for that. And the Roe v. Wade, I do highly recommend that movie. You can live stream it. You can buy it, uh, the DVD itself. It's a powerful documentary. Not documentary, I'm sorry. It's a powerful movie. It's a, it's a drama, but it uh, tells the story of the horrible decision made by that Supreme, U.S. Supreme Court. And it, uh, one of the characters uh, depicted in there was Dr. Mildred Jefferson, who was uh, a dear friend of mine and also 
a Camp Constitution instructor. In fact, uh, I think her last speaking engagement was at our camp in 2010 of July. She passed away, I think, that following uh, that that October, and uh, she uh, she depicted by Stacy Dash, and she does a good job depicting her. Uh, I met Stacy very briefly at an event, and Stacy's kind of light-skinned, where Dr. Jefferson was dark-skinned, but they, they, they did a good job. But, but one of the things that make Dr. J look a little too serious, she, she was a very serious person when it came to the pro-life issue, but she had a wonderful sense of humor. She was a real delightful lady, uh, and uh, it's, it didn't quite capture that side of her personality. But Anyway, but it does tell the story of um, it's it's mostly narrated by the person depicting Dr. Bernard Nathanson, uh, where he the history of their movement uh, to make abortion uh, on demand, and uh, the left doesn't like it. In fact, somebody called. We we hosted the video at a Chinese restaurant. Uh, there's still only two in, in Holton, uh, Tang's Chinese cuisine, which we've used for a number of years, and uh, some triggered leftists said we're going to protest well of course they never showed it was pouring rain so let them protest but they never showed up they just do these kinds of things to try to uh, discourage or f- put fear in people but it doesn't work up in northern maine you know people are armed up there so you want to you want to protest be my guest and the following uh, day there was a, a wonderful rally the weather would pour it rained uh, friday night but saturday was just a beautiful day know just the low 70s upper 60s and there was a freedom rally and there was a number of speakers and Reverend Kraft and I got a chance to speak Roger Eck who was an expert on Agenda 21 uh, Vietnam uh, veteran helicopter pilot and um, Brett Ohio Brett that's my first time meeting him a real uh, patriot and he's working with Michael Heath who's running for governor of Maine and Polly Heath uh, did some uh, singing. She got a beautiful voice. She's a recording artist, Christian recording artist. And, and there were some others. We had to scoot out since Rev had to get back to uh, Lexington to do his uh, Sunday church service. So, But it was a good time, and I want to thank all of those who made that happen. So, yeah, so let me uh, – I was talking about this uh, cancel culture, which is alive and well. And it's probably going to get worse unless we start pushing back. So in this case, it was in Charlottesville. Uh, Virginia. Now, anyway, you have a state college or a college has been taken over by the left. The town is a left-wing town, and they get a majority of members on the city council or town council. They pretty much do what they want, and they raise taxes. They put plastic bag bans. They put, uh, you know, they're implementing Agenda 21. But they're also, and I would say that part of Agenda 21, not dealing with the environment, is dealing with the history. They want to erase our history. So uh, they were, of course, were removing uh, statues of uh, Robert E. Lee and General uh, Stonewall Jackson, which they've already done. But there was another statue of Lewis and Clark and Sajigawea, I hope I'm pronouncing that uh, her name right, probably not, who was the lady, the Indian woman, who led them uh, through the expedition. She helped them a, a whole lot without, without her. So the statue was really honoring her as well. But she's in a crouched position. They say, oh, she's subservient. No, that's, not, that's what a scout does. They scout down and they look up and they look and see into, uh, into the woods and into the, what, you know, that's what it depicted. But somebody got triggered, some leftist. Oh, this is demeaning. We must remove it. And since they were already removing two other statues, they decided, hey, why not just throw this one in? 
Uh, they're probably going to remove everything and put statues of uh, communists. Maybe they'll get a statue of Fidel Castro. Maybe they'll have Margaret Sanger up there, you know, all of the, uh, the, the socialist and communist heroes. But, you know, what's interesting is that they're even going after their own when they can't go after uh, left or conservatives, they'll go after their own, um, you know, and Dr. Seuss, for example, they're going after Dr. Seuss. They, they're stopped publishing. And I don't like Dr. Seuss's stuff. I think it's trash. I think it was a generation of people raised on that trash, that, uh, that, that simple minded uh, nonsense. And even some conservatives came to come to defend him, but uh, it's, it's just incredible. So what I'm suggesting that, um, in Boston, the city of Boston, where I used to live, they removed a statue of Abraham Lincoln uh, that was a replica of the one that's in Washington, D.C., which I'm sure won't be there very long. Uh, and it was vandalized by Black Lives Matter. But this particular statue was called the Emancipator, and it depicts a Lincoln standing, and it depicts a black man sort of getting off, uh, standing up. And he's not looking at Lincoln as some great white liberator. He's looking into the, you know, into the future or into the sky. And because this was racist, and that was somebody was offended, and that had to be removed. So um, there won't be. They just canceling our culture, and that's what they do when the communists took over, wherever they are. Uh, and the Muslims do the same thing. You'll find Muslims completely behind this statue removal business. That's what Muslims do when they take over a culture too. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I have a friend from the Sudan, um, the South Sudan. He's a U.S. citizen now, but he said well, the, that that country had a 700 year christian history the muslims took it over in 700 a.d 8 whatever when they took it over and they completely erased its christian history and that's what communists do and so it's up it's up to us to push back uh in some cases we are outnumbered you know uh, the left outnumbers you uh, they're going to do it but i suggest that these statues be put in museums uh, other places and the statue, the Columbus statue in Boston, the uh, communist uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa destroyed it, uh, damaged it pretty badly. But there's a great group called the Italian-American Alliance, and they say this is a hate crime. This is a hate crime against Italians and against Catholics, and we're not standing for it. So anyway, the city wimped out, as they always do. When it, Well, they didn't really wimp out. They're part of the problem, the city leaders. But what they're going to do is they're going to fix the statue and they're going to put it back in the north end of Boston, but it's going to be on private property, still visible for the, to the public. So that's really the way to go. If you're going to put up a statue that the communists don't like, I would say either put it on private property with public access. That's the way to do it. And that way there, if they just try to destroy the property, uh, the statue, then it's a crime. Because if it's done on public property, the judge, the left wing judges, the communist, pro-communist judges will not, um, not they'll just let them go. Uh, but if you burn a rainbow flag, you go to jail for 20 years. If you burn a United States flag, not a problem. That's free speech. Um, that happened to a man in Colorado. Now, I'm not in favor of burning flags. Uh, what he did, this was, I think, a year ago, maybe even two years ago. He stole the flag. I think it was flying in front of a church. And, of course, a lot of churches have bought into this uh, so-called uh, gay rights movement uh and he um now so stealing the flag was wrong and he burnt the flag and of course there might be issues uh, public safety issues i think he got like a 20-year sentence my murderers don't go to jail for 20 years i certainly hope that they um you know that they made an adjustment on that sentence he shouldn't have gone to jail at all or anything a very short sentence and a fine you, you can burn it you can burn a courthouse down you can fire bomb a police car 
with police in it, maybe. Uh, you can, uh, you can um, destroy statues. You can assault people. That's okay if you're a Marxist. But if you're not a Marxist and you do that, you're an evil hate crime, evil monster, and you must be destroyed. So, um, so that's what my suggestion is. Um, these statues should be uh, you know, in these left-wing cities. And I do say to people, if you can get out of these left-wing cities, get out because um, you know, things are going to get a whole lot worse. And a lot of people are. You know, some people can't. They're stuck there, and that's too bad. They want to get out. Uh, and you know, we, we were blessed the fact we were able to sell our home and move up to this uh, beautiful part of New Hampshire called Alton, New Hampshire. You know, the left is active everywhere. You know, and but here, you know, it's uh, you could put up there's a there's a statue of a civil there's a civil war statue uh, in the little village of Alton, like you see in probably almost every New England town. You'll see a civil war statue, and usually it's depicting a Caucasian. And why is that? It's because of systemic racism. No, it's because most of the people from these little towns were Caucasian. So it would be kind of weird to depict a black soldier because there probably weren't any black soldiers that came from Alton or Farmington or Wolfboro and all these other little towns that were, you know, probably didn't even have any black people. But the people in these towns in the 1860s did not like slavery and put their lives on the line. You see, there was a draft, but most of these people enlisted, volunteered. They volunteered to go to war. And while historians might argue that some will say it wasn't just about slavery or primarily about slavery, but a lot of people were motivated to end slavery and they put their lives on the line. And what does the left do? Oh, they're all systemically racist. They're all evil, every one of them. And, so, and this, is what, this is really insanity. It's not just misguided. This is strictly insane. Uh, just the other day, uh, New York Post had an article about a public school principal, this repulsive communist. Now, I'm using the word communist not to say that she was a formal member of the Communist Party, but her worldview was communist. She was from the Dominican Republic. She came here on her own volition. She wasn't forced here in chains. She wasn't kidnapped and brought here to work as a slave. She came here on her own. I don't know if, if her parents came here or she came here. And she got a job as a principal in a public school. That's, that, and she blamed everything on systemic racism. And now she wants all white people, all white teachers fired. And I'm surprised that the teachers are fighting back. Instead of saying, oh, yes, we're terrible, we're whites, we shouldn't be here. They're fighting back, and the New York Post had the article, and let me just um, I'll just share it here. So, um, white spite, New York City principal conspired to oust Caucasian teachers. And that was the New York Post, uh, what day was that? That was just two days ago, July 10th. So, Paula Lev, principal of the High School for Law and Public Services, under investigation by the Department of Education, after allegedly making controversial statements about white faculty members. Uh, so, uh, yeah, she is, um, she hates white people, and she wants them out of, as teachers, and again, they're fighting back. And um, she'll probably win out. That's usually what happens when the, uh, these, these public, these school boards, uh, they'll, they'll defer to her. But the fact is, there's some pushback. Now, of course, the solution is private schools or homeschooling. 
get your children out of those government schools as quickly as possible. That was the topic of my my speech, uh, my my short uh, speech or address at the uh, rally Saturday. You know, a lot of these parents are going to school boards. A lot of these parents are rightfully speaking up against this critical race theory, 1612, or 1619, and all this other nonsense. But it's been going on for a long time. It's been going on for a long time. It's not something, it's just getting worse, and we see the result of that. What they're trying to do is these public schools, government schools are really the appropriate term, are nothing more than breeding grounds for Antifa and Black Lives Matter communists. That's what they are. They don't care about teaching them how to read, learning history, geography, learning communist-style history. You won't go to the communist teachers or pro-communist teachers won't tell you about the evils of communism, the millions and millions of people that have been killed by communist governments since uh, they took since since the Bolshevik Revolution in, in 1917. They won't tell you about the abuses. They won't tell you about the and the free speech doesn't exist. It's a laughable thing. The absolute control these, these leaders have, these people have over their subjects and the atrocities they've committed. And they still commit. They don't say a word about that. They don't tell you about Cuba and North Korea and communist China and what's happened in Russia and all these other nations that have adopted communism or where the communists should say took over. They don't necessarily adopt it. Very, not too many people actually vote in communism. They, uh, they usually take over through a revolution or through corruption and uh, you know, taking, over the, uh, taking over the infrastructure. Like in uh, Czechoslovakia, I think that's how they took it over in the late uh, 1940s. Uh, but they'll tell you about the evils of the United States, the greatest nation in the history of the world. This is what's fascinating. The same people who say we're so evil and systemically racist are the same people uh, who will say we need to open up our borders and let everybody in. Well, wait a minute. Now, let's back up. Let's examine that. Who are they letting in? Who are most of the people coming to this country are not people from white people from Western Europe. They're mostly black-skinned and brown-skinned people. So these same people that are screaming racism every every second, everything's systemically racist, all white people are evil, every white person is a Klan member, et cetera, et cetera, are, uh, are saying you should come in. Black, if you're black or Hispanic, black or Hispanic, come on in to this racist, white, evil country. Huh. So what's the goal here? Well, we know what the goal is. They want to overwhelm the nation. They want to destroy the, uh, the economy. And they're hoping that these millions of people that come here, will all, all of them will embrace communism. Interesting fact, though, it's not working there, that way completely. What's happening is that a lot of the uh, Latin people, Hispanics, blacks, especially from Africa, they're not buying this communism. And, you know, uh, Trump won Florida. He got the Hispanic vote. Venezuelans. And what was it just uh, recently, there was a couple of cities uh, in Texas that were predominantly Hispanic and Republicans won uh, the race for the uh, mayoral office offices. And there was a county in Texas that's predominantly Hispanic. It went for uh, last in 16. It went for Hillary, not by a wide margin, but this year it went for Trump by a pretty comfortable margin. So they're, they're kind of waking up, too. They're realizing that we don't want a third world stinkhole 
And of course, what's happening is that uh, a lot of people are leaving what they refer to as blue states. This would be Democrat-run states. I don't know why they use the term blue. It should be red. Red stands for communism. They kind of flipped that too uh, a few years ago, where they call a red state a conservative state and a blue state a democrat state. The blue state should be should be, and it used to be. But anyway, that's another topic. Um, so people are moving out of New Jersey and Massachusetts and California and other uh, left-wing New York. Uh, in fact, they're leaving New York City. Uh, lots of people have left New York City, uh, and not just moving out of the city, but moving out of the state. But what the sad thing is that some of these people are leftists, and they're bringing their leftist views with them, so they get active in politics, and, and in a few years, their, their town or city or state that is uh, uh, red will become blue. But I heard some good news. As I've moved up here to Alton, um, and uh, I met this young gentleman who was a free state free stater. This is a group of people who uh, this started over 10 years ago, where they were trying to get people to move, the freedom-loving people move to New Hampshire and get uh, get involved in politics. And some of them are um, Christian-centered. Some of them are more atheistic. But anyway, this fellow um, is a Christian patriot and free market guy, and he married a local uh, lady. And he told me that right now it's 60-40, that the people moving into New Hampshire, uh, 60 are, 60% are are Republican, liberty-minded types, and 40 are lefties. So that's a comfortable margin. Uh, and uh, I've just, uh, a, couple of, a couple of friends have just uh, made offers and homes up in this area, and I'm very excited about that. But we just have to... Um, we just have to make sure that who's coming in are people of like mind, so we can uh, maintain the uh, maintain the state. Uh, you know, the town uh, government will be conservative, patriot, not uh, big government, and we got to push back at every chance we get. And we still have to fight in the blue states. Um, and uh, I was happy to learn that Reverend Stevie Kraft and Edith, my my good friends, uh, Camp Constitution, uh, they decide to run for. Uh, school committee in the town of Lexington. And these are two, this is a black couple in a town that's, uh, you know, well, it's about eight, 20% Asian, uh, but the black population is like 1.3 and Reverend Kraft and Edith are, you know, two of those of the 0.3, you know. So uh, we're hoping that they'll have some success. But it, it uh, but these government, uh, but the, I would say that in Lexington, it's it's, it's probably that it, these people are so. Uh, and I use the term self-loathing. I think that's the issue. Why would why would white people hate themselves? Why would they hate? You can criticize the country, of course. You can criticize. Uh, you can say some of the history is not. We're not proud of it. That's sure, of course. Every great nation has has made mistakes and there's been bad things happen, of course. But they look at all the negative things. And here they're, they're wealthy. They became wealthy because of the system and they feel so guilty but they're not really guilty if they were guilty they would sell their million dollar homes and they would donate it to black lives matter and they would move into a trailer park somewhere and live out their miserable existence full of guilt and the, that, you know, the biggest problem is that they have they're not believers they have they have rejected jesus christ and so they have the so politics is their god government is their god and one of the uh, you know ways that they one of their religious uh, rituals is self-loathing, putting up signs in their front lawn saying "Black Lives Matter" or "Stop Asian Hate." It's really tragic and sad, you know. 
And you would think they'd be more productive if they weren't full of self-hate and self-loathing. In fact, uh, it was interesting. I put up a meme uh, recently on my Facebook page. It was a little Japanese girl, a little little toddler. She's playing in the playground. She's sitting in the playground, I think, or a sandbox. And uh, the meme, I'm not going to read the meme verbatim, but it said, uh, should I blame her for uh, Pearl Harbor? And, of course, that's absolutely nonsense. Of course, you don't blame this precious little girl for Pearl Harbor. So I put that up on my Facebook page, and I made some comments, I guess, on the original post. And this uh, little white girl, she's probably a high school age or early 20s, and she says, well, the United States is systemically racist, you know. So I made a few comments back, and she got very vulgar, which is what they do. They can't debate a point. they got to call your names. And it was funny. She said, uh, uh, your pictures on your Facebook page are old. You must be ugly and old. That's why you don't have any new Wait a minute. Uh, I got back to her. I said, I might not be pretty. I said, but. I said, uh, you have an ugly spirit or an ugly soul. And, you know, it was pretty, and what's going to happen if she doesn't come out of that lie that she's embraced, that pretty countenance that she has is going to be, it's not going to last long because that, that sin kind of wears on you. And I, you know, I wasn't going to spend too much time debating this uh, poor deceived girl. Uh, but anyway, I, um, I did say, I, I did post, I said, folks, this is what happens when you send your children to a government school and they're taught by communists or pro-communist teachers to hate the greatest country in the, in the world. And I said, uh, th- she's a victim of these teachers. She's brainwashed. She can't think clearly. And she's self-loathing. She didn't like the term self-loathing that I used. It was kind of interesting. She said, you're self-loathing. <laughs> No, actually, the the word of God says we need to love ourselves, and I don't mean that in a narcissistic way, you know. And uh, and then we need to love others as we love our love your neighbor as you love yourself. So uh, no, I do. I don't. Um, I don't hate myself. I'm a sinner. I, I tell people I am a sinner saved by the grace of God, and no better than anybody else. Uh, but I'm I'm very blessed. God has blessed me with a great family, a great. Uh, position as a director of Camp Constitution, lots of wonderful friends, and so I'm, I'm in a good place. Um, and uh, uh, the, but the, these people, they'll never be happy, they'll always be miserable. And that's to say, they are just miserable people, and they want to make everybody else miserable. And we need to deny them that. We also need to deny them uh, the race war that they're working so hard to, to have. Uh, they want a race war in the worst way, and they will do anything to have that race war. And it's mostly white people pushing this race war. And it's not white anti-black racists, it's white leftists who somehow think that the, the country's going to be better. And it's just, you kind of scratch your head and you say, Wait, what, what are these people, crazy? There's a video I found on YouTube, which I, uh, I, I don't post it because it's full of uh, bad language. The, uh, it was a black man. And it's really funny. He's not meant to be funny, but he's... You know, he's talking about, he's, you know, he's talking to he's a black audience. Uh, he said, y'all want a race war, huh? And he shows this little white girl, she's eight years old, and she's on a range uh, shooting an AR, and she's going through the maneuvers, you know, and she's not missing anything. And he's saying, look at this little white girl. She said, she's hitting every target she's hitting, you know, she's shooting at. And you all, she said, he said, you can't hit the side, you can't hit the side of a building. He said, you shoot all day, you can't hit nothing. And he's using that language, which I won't use. 
And then he shows uh, and he shows a uh, some a video clip down somewhere down south. It's a machine gun shoot, and it's all these white people shooting machine guns. He said, "We well, can get machine guns. You know, what are you going to do with these machine guns?" He said, "He said, what are you going to do when they come to uh, put you on the truck? You're going to go with them. You have no choice." So, anyway, uh, let's just let's just pray that this will not happen. And uh, I want to end. I want to end the show. I got a few minutes left. Uh, my son is a uh, martial arts. Uh, He's into martial mixed MMA. He also likes to watch the the fights. And this past Saturday, uh, there was a, a Colin McGregor and Tim Poria was a fight number three. And um, most of the people who support uh, this are conservative-minded. The Dana White is the the owner of the. Uh, uh, he's a friend of Donald Trump. Well, Donald Trump showed up. Now, watching the fights, I think it was uh, ESPN that put it on. So, of course, they're communists or pro-communists. I heard chance of USA. I'm thinking, oh, gee, what, what's? And it was Trump. He came into the uh, came came into the arena, and uh, there was a few boos, but the boos were drowned out very quickly by chance of USA, USA. So it's one of the. It's interesting that it's probably one of the last uh, spectator sports uh, where they don't hate America. Uh, baseball, football, even hockey, they've all gone uh, so-called woke, which is not really uh, woke. Is really means you're dead. You know, you're you're sound asleep, not woke. Uh, so it was kind of encouraging to to see that. And anyway, I got just a few seconds left, so I want to just thank you for listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host Hal Shirtliff, heard on WBCQ The Planet. And until next week, may God richly bless you.